At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. A warm up of the low. Welcome to Buffy Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eaps Pierce. And now a part of the Beast of Family, a podcast. And we've got a great podcast for you. Once again, a little bit of a shorter podcast today. We are now three weeks away and counting from the start of the college basketball season. And joining me today to be able to chat about what we're all seeing in college basketball right now with regards to some of these injuries that could impact the start of the season. That is Brian Rolfe. He does absolutely amazing work over there at eCheckCBB. We're going to be chatting with him about what to make out of the Oscar Sheboy injury along with what to expect out of Villanova without Cam Whitmore. We're going to be diving into the Jaden Inkins injury with Michigan State as well. So we're going to cover all three. We're also going to be talking about a team that many people have within their top eight that Brian actually thinks is a little bit underrated. So we're going to give you that nugget as well. And then we also saw the initial Kempom rankings come out. We're going to be talking about why you don't want to completely ignore them, but by no means should your handicapping power rankings be completely based off of Kempom right now. We're going to go through some of the things that are good about the preseason Kempom rankings and some of the things that can be quite flawed. So we're going to be delivering that today. And if you ever have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, so we have one break to take, and we will take that right now. And then on the flip side, we're going to be diving into our chat with Brian here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Craig Eubanks, and now part of the Houston Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
the college basketball almanac you guys put out. There you go. Fantastic plug. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, recent years, Gonzaga has been the analytics darling, right? But before that, it was Virginia. Like, you look at the past five years, you can go back six, seven years, the two teams that theoretically have been at the, at the top of Ken Palm's rankings, whether they deserved it or not, a lot of people think that, that both Gonzaga and Virginia were inflated most of the time in those cases, were Virginia and Gonzaga. Returning the amount that Virginia does helps them with that. The way they play defense helps them with that. Some of the projected leaps offensively that they should make help with that as well. But this is where you get into some of the instances with with the preseason analytics is that it's nice to put out there. But I think the preseason analytics stuff is is even less reliable than the preseason just regular AP poll or, or what have you because there needs to be data for analytics to go off of, right? That's the purpose of having analytics. And we have pastures, data, different things, but we know particularly college basketball, every year is different. The way a player plays every single year can often be pretty drastic how how they perform year to year. Whereas I think with preseason stuff, having some expectations built in and some eye test feeling about a team can lead to a little bit more accurate ranking than relying on just analytical expectation alone. I think Ken Palm obviously does a fantastic job and, and a lot of analytics I do uh, has metrics I, I put up there as well, but they typically will tell you that they need a couple weeks to a month worth of data points before the data starts to be like really concrete and stuff you can rely on for the rest of the season. So it's a good jumping off point, interesting way to see how analytics look at what these teams should be, but I would always take them with a bit of a grain of salt. Yep, and the one thing that I always find difficult with this as well, I'm not sure if you're going to be in agreement with me, but taking a look at the adjusted tempo as well, especially this year where you've got 58 new coaches, you've got coaches that there are some that they're going to ride out their style, they're going to be playing very slow no matter what, like Tony Bennett. You know that Virginia, with them being dead last in terms of adjusted tempo, they might not be exactly dead last, but they're probably going to be in the bottom five. I feel like you're able to bank on that. Meanwhile, a team like LSU, for instance, they bring in Matt McMahon. Who knows how fast or slow they're going to be playing because they play in a little bit of faster conference in general. Murray State was always not a super fast team, not necessarily a super slow team, but you've got a big collection of guys all via the transfer portal coming together. Matt McMahon is going to try to figure out the most advantageous ways to be able to utilize those guys. That's something that is going to be a fascination to me because I don't think that there's mm-hmm. any way that you could really project that out. That's a little bit more of a go-by-feel thing of what you're hearing in the offseason. Oh, exactly. And talking to coaches that we did for the Almanac, a large majority of them were talking about different tweaks and changes they were going to make based on the rosters they had this year, even things that they learned last year that they needed to do better with some of the returners. You had some, like Cliff Ellis from Coastal Carolina, somebody who is very much like, you know, our system is a system. We have 10 new transfers in, but we're going to play the way we play because we know it works. And you'll find coach like that. You'll find others, though, who are like, we probably played too big last year. We need to play smaller, go to our strengths better, so we'll play faster as a result. Or guys who brought in transfers and are now going to try and play too big for the first time because they think that that's two of their five best players, and that's going to slow them down. There are those just kind of human tweaks to things that it simply doesn't know yet, right? And there are going to be tweaks that happen as coaches test out those experiments and, and theories on the court and see what works and see what doesn't, right? So again, I would take these with a grain of salt. They're certainly a good jumping off point and they're not meaningless. 
at the same time would not take them to be what we typically think of when we think of like Ken Palm rankings until we're a couple weeks to a month of the season when teams have had enough data points to kind of flush out who they are and what their identity is for the season. Yeah, but it can be very profitable to take a look at some of these discrepancies as well because I know that a lot of sports book they pretty much utilize Ken Palm as a Bible. And as we know, even the greatest of great analytics, they can be flawed, not just in college basketball, but in other sectors as well. So do keep that mm-hmm. in mind. And something else I do think that we need to keep in mind as well is just what we're going to be able to get towards the beginning of the season from Kentucky, because I know Oscar Sheway underwent a little bit of a minor surgery on one of his knees. And it was being reported by Meyer Medcalf about 48 or so hours ago that he was in crutches. He really wasn't putting any foot on that leg that he had operated on. And I do think that this is something worth pointing out with Kentucky because with Kentucky, they begin their season against Duquesne and Howard, really no issues there. If you have Oscar mm. Shibway play limited to no minutes, that's not like they're going to be getting upset by Howard. And well, if they do, we've got bigger issues there. But <laughs> that said, I think the big thing is taking a look at Kentucky when they play those big bomber games, especially that game that they're going to be having against Gonzaga because that's really the key for Kentucky. I think that they should be able to get by Duquesne without them. Not having them out there for the Gonzaga game, that would be a big deal. Yeah, right. Like Reports seem to indicate that people who saw him at Big Blue Madness were like, oh, he's not really putting weight on his leg. But the Kentucky people are very much like, taking it easy with him. He's fine. This is all expected. He should be back for the open. They'll probably play him slow and limit his minutes in those games they should win, to your point. But games like the Gonzaga game, Champions Classic, those are the games that's going to tell us how big of an issue this is or not because that's when they're going to need him to play. And I think they'll try and rest him otherwise. Everything from the Kentucky side of things sound like this is minor and should be fine. The fact that he's not putting weight on it is because they want it to continue to be fine. And him you know, not lengthen the recovery process and take every precaution necessary. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but if he starts missing time in the Champions Classic and it starts lingering and he's he's not fully healthy by the Gonzaga game, then it's something that could become problematic. So I, I, I think it's worth watching, but I'm not alarmed. Yep, I do agree with you there. I do think that you don't want to be completely shrugging off. And who knows, when we get to that game against Gonzaga, the Champions Classic, he might be completely good to go, and this might be a nothing burger. If it's more than that, that is a little bit of a concern for Kentucky as well. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Brian Roth of Heat Check CBB. And a guy like Oscar Sheboy dealing with a little bit of an injury, to me it's a little bit less of a deal than some of these other offseason injuries. I'm talking about someone like a Cam Whitmore who has been out of the fold for Villanova, mm-hmm. most likely going to be missing a little bit of time this season. Someone like a Jaden Akins, who I was thinking was going to be able to have a nice breakout season for Michigan State here as a sophomore. Those are the ones that you want to watch out for because, for one, just having practice time with a main ball handling guard or a wing in the case of Cam Whitmore, that's a bigger deal to me than having a big man in Oscar Sheway in which Oscar Sheway is not going to forget how to rebound and he's already got a lot of chemistry with a lot of his guys. I take a look at mm. those two injuries and I think that those are really the two biggest ones to watch, especially with Villanova already behind the eight ball with the Justin Moore injury lingering from last year. Right. Yeah, I think both are certainly a bigger deal than the Sheway one. You talk about Aikens, Michigan State, you know, Michigan State is a team people are hoping will take a step forward, but for that to happen, you need to see the collective group come back, take a step forward. What was problematic for them last year and projects to be problematic for them this year is that there is no offensive explosiveness. There does not appear to be anybody who can go consistently get their own shot, lead you in scoring on a night-to-night basis. There's nobody who who is a go-to guy. Aikens 
isn't necessarily that guy, but to then go even more shorthanded, I think raises more questions. Villanova has the same kind of questions just because of the amount they lost from last year's team and obviously Justin Moore injury. And then this summer, Whitmore looked like he was going to be that guy. Like, 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 okay, Villanova is going to be okay. You know, aren't a preseason top 10 team they were last year because they just have more question marks. But Whitmore looks like he can be one of the best players in the Big East. And so now you lose him and you got to wonder with Villanova, they're now new, more pressing depth questions. There are questions about their offensive explosive that they weren't even that explosive offensively last year. They were just extremely efficient, right? If he comes back and is able to be okay, uh, then I think, you know, we can continue to think of Villanova as being in the mix for a Big East title, competing with Creighton and whoever else you want to throw up there in the Big East as a top 25 team. But if Whitmore can't go for a while and this really lingers and affects him, I think Villanova's upside dips dramatically. Yeah, no question about it. With having Kyle Neptune in to help out this team, it is going to be very interesting to see how he maneuvers things because there's just a lack of depth in general when it comes to Villanova to start with because they didn't play a lot of guys last season. Jordan Longino is someone that I think has some upside for this team, but even with him being able to get added minutes, this is a bunch that now just due to necessity alone, they aren't going Mm. to be able to go too deep into that bench as well. So if Villanova is looking to be a little bit deeper than last season, that is not going to be happening for quite a while. And I do think that that hurts them. And that has me a little bit more bearish on them. I did put Villanova outside my top two in the Big East, which I think since my podcast has been around the first time I ever did that. Mm. And I'm a little bit more bullish on some of these other teams out there in the Big East. Like, I do think that UConn has a little bit of upside. I have to take a look at some of the bottom feeder teams like at DePaul and Georgetown. I thought that they made some nice moves in the offseason. I think that that is going to be a conference Phil with attrition, I know you were talking about Creighton. I put them number one personally. I don't necessarily have them as a top five team or anything like that, more Mm -hmm. of a fringe top 10 school myself. But I take a look at that entire Big East, and I think that there's a lot of fascination because I do think that with the Big East, you've got a lot of teams that are going to be NCAA tournament contenders. But at the same time, I don't know if there's that one fortified Final Four team. Yeah, I'm with you. You can even talk about Butler, right? Butler brings a lot back from last season's team, and brought in Thad Mata. It was automatically you know, like a top 10 coach in the country, right on, on a team that's probably going to finish middle of the pack in the Big East, but could be capable of beating anybody. I'm with you. I think Creighton's a good team. I, I don't think they're necessarily as good as the most hopeful Creighton supporters think that they are. I think they're a, a top 15, top 20 team for sure. I, I would not put them top five or, or even top eight. We'll see with Villanova. A lot of it depends on Whitmore. Um, I want to wait and see with Xavier and UConn. I think those teams are good and solid, but they've been good and solid before and just haven't kind of gotten over the hump. The big thing that they've both been missing has been that go-to guy, the the difference maker, right? The guy who you can rely on to make plays every close game and carry your offense because that's been the issue for both of them. We'll see if that emerges. It looks like you know, Kobe Jones could be that guy for Xavier. They're relying on um, the big man at UConn to, to do that for them. But I don't know. We just haven't seen it yet. I think it could be a scenario where you see four teams in the Big East ranked in the top 20, but none are in like the top 14. Like To me, that's where all of those might seem to fit in, which will make for a really intriguing title race. But I agree with that. I don't, I don't think there's that surefire Final Four team. Yep, totally agree. How is Seton Hall, how is Seton Hall going to look with Shaheem Holloway now in the fold as well? Because mm-hmm. I like a lot of those pieces. At the same time, I do think that it's going to take a little bit of time for them to be able to mesh together. That's another question mark. 
St. John's is always just a wild card in general with Mike Anderson coaching that team up, bringing in Andre Carbello because, I mean, if they hit, they're going to hit big. If they whiff, they're going to whiff in spectacular fashion. It could fall to, like, dead last in the conference. So they've got yeah. the most variance of any team, probably not just in this conference, but perhaps in all of college basketball. So that intrigues me as well as Brian Ralph of Heat CBB is joining me on the podcast. And, Brian, I know you've been doing a lot of work to get set for the upcoming college basketball season. You did a great job taking a look at a few of these smaller, shall we say, Southeastern conferences in college mm-hmm. basketball for the Almanac. I know you did the Sun Belt and the South one, but when it comes to these teams that you've been evaluating recently, is there a team or two that, as you've been taking a look at them more, you've had a little bit of a change of opinion, whether that be to the positive or the negative? I think I've mentioned Illinois on here. Um, and the more I, I look at Illinois, I think the more I like them. Talk about Ken Palm rankings. Illinois slated seventh in the Big Ten according yeah. to Ken Palm preseason rankings. That's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. No. I'll be very surprised if that happens. Third team I, I think can win the Big Ten for sure. Uh, so seeing them that low really surprised me. I'm growing on Baylor too, and I think I'm just probably late to the party. I think Baylor's guards are good. I'm not as high on Baylor's guards as everybody else seems to be. Like I think Flagler and Cryer are good players. I don't know if they're great players, but the more I look at this Baylor team and what they bring, particularly with Keontae George and the way they've shored up their front court with the transfer portal, they're the team to be in the Big 12. I might put them ahead of Gonzaga, honestly, as I've been looking at this. I think they might be the third best team in the country behind UNC and Houston ahead of Gonzaga. Yeah, with Baylor, I do think that they are poised to have a big season. And on top of that, just that Big 12 in general, it is going to be very brutal. Very unfortunate that Texas Tech is going to be without Fardos Amick for who knows how long, but we know that it's probably going to be quite a lengthy amount of time because I was growing on them as well. So we shall see how they fare. And a man that always fares well when it comes to taking a look at the great game of college basketball. That'd be you, Brian. You do an absolutely amazing job over there at Heat Check CBB. Mentioned it, you did the Sun Belt and the Southland when it came to the College Basketball Almanac as well. Did a great job breaking down those two conferences. And your man that in general, just day in and day out, does an amazing job taking a look at the game that we all know and love. So I'd love to give people at home know it's all on the horizon for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, so as you mentioned, we have in-depth team previews on all 363 teams in the College Basketball Almanac. There's a link to buy that on the Heat Check CBB website. On any of our Twitter pages, you'll, you'll see that pretty much every day. Anybody on the Heat Check CBB team, uh, anybody on the Three Man Weave team, Field 68, Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster. We put a lot of work into that, and it's, I think, as in-depth as any college basketball publication has been. Highly recommend that. If you're looking to, again, gain an edge, particularly this first couple weeks when you go to the betting window, the Almanac's going to have the information you need to give you that. We'll also have more preview content coming out at heatchecksub.com because we're well under a month until the season starts. It's getting down to it. So ramp up the preview side on the website as well, looking ahead to things that might happen. Uh, so make sure you check out heatchecksub.com as well. Brian does amazing work. Take a look at the game of college basketball. Really, all the gentlemen over there at Heat Check CBB, they're all nails. Brian is part of just an absolutely tremendous staff, and it's always great to be able to get him aboard on this podcast. A big thanks to Brian for joining me. I'm Coach Coach Soupstown, part of the Visa Family and Podcast. And if you ever have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they need does not matter. As per usual, please just send those into the timeline. Other way, that is fine. An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I am coming at you guys every single day on this podcast here in the offseason, giving you the news and notes that we're seeing college basketball. And we've also got four more conference previews to do. We are going to be doing those in the next few weeks. 
Getting you guys all psyched up for that. And then once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.